Trigger warning. This episode discusses suicide in detail. Please take care while listening. Welcome to Brazen Radio. My name is Nina, and how's your soul doing, my friends? This is the third and final chapter of the Alex Soul story. I need to be honest. This entire experience has been a heart opening for me. I am learning so much about my friend and the crossroads he's standing at. On one side, he's ending his life, and on the other side, he's diving headfirst into a life with the cartel. I mean, I know Alex has tried everything within his power to heal. From legal to illegal drugs, retreats, therapy, rehab, psychedelics, including the infamous Bufo. Which reminds me, for those of you who asked, the toad, or Bufo alvarius, I think I said that right, produces a venom which contains DMT, specifically 5-MeO-DMT. It is considered to be the most powerful and intense psychedelic substance known to man. And that's probably how it earned the nickname, the God Molecule. And yet, call it whatever you want, it didn't help him. Thankfully, the universe, being the magician that it is, intervened and ensured that Alex would have to weigh a second option. Which brings us here, our final recorded conversation, which is starting now. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I started my morning routine. Yeah, because you look a lot better than our last conversation. You do not look like you were hit by a truck anymore. (laughs) I know, man. Obviously, not having enough sleep. If I if I can remember like a feeling that that conversation left me, it was the feeling of being a victim. I just remember not having any options. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you telling me something and me like shutting it down. Like mm-hmm. no, no. Like, I feel I felt like a. Now that I think about it, it was like a victim talk. Super weird. I also think you're stubborn. You decide something. You're kind of really you stick in it. And I think that's a hard place to be sometimes because some things that you're sticking to are fucked up, you know? Either it happens against us or for us. That's exactly the mindset that I'm having right now. Things don't happen against you. It happens for you, Mm -hmm. right? Although I thought that my world was caving in. Mm -hmm. Man, it's not. I'm preparing for two things instead of one. Okay. So I already uh, asked for my plane ticket to Tijuana. Okay. Whatever happens first, either Tijuana or the plan. But what? At least, yeah, but at least there's two options instead of one. There was always more options. Okay. What about that scares you so fucking much, Alex? What? What's so scary about it? I was thinking about this question. How far can you go in life? without trusting yourself Mm. it's like the lack of trust that i have in myself is creating the belief that i cannot do things let's say that right it's like a self-sabotage type Mm -hmm. of world that i have created around me that i'm living in it Mm -hmm. how do you start to build trust with yourself if you don't take a few risks to see if you don't let yourself down you don't trust that you're capable of incredible fucking things? No, the answer is no. Man, I like you said, 
all those steps that I have done or even all the books that I'm reading right now mm-hmm. is just creating more pain because I I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. It's like I'm going without any direction. All that waking up at four or like doing my morning routine or eating healthy, trying to clear my mind out of let's say all the bullshit it's it's super ingrained in me and that's how i operate right as soon as something is starting to go good i cannot stop the inner voices telling me otherwise i can't i need let's say external drugs uh, whether it would be antidepressants coke pot mdma because now that I have been here for sober for eight months and I have been doing my morning routine, let's say out of the eight months, seven, like on point, it's still there. I can't shake it. I know part of the appeal of Tijuana is the idea that shit will just be like this all the fucking time. Like it'll just be nuts. So you won't have time for it to settle in. But do you genuinely believe, Alex, that you only have these two options? Oh, no, absolutely not. So then why are you backing yourself into a corner? Because that's what I do. Okay. So if that's what you do and it's not working, why do you keep doing it? Because that's the only way that I have known to do things. That's how I operate. Okay. And that's why going to the clinic, not doing any drugs, or that's why trying to do as much as possible Mm -hmm. to run away. And... So you're trying to retrain your brain. You're playing brain games. You're doing mind valley. Yep. Do you believe that you're actually fucking doing these or you're just going through the motions? Okay. I believe that I'm going through the motions. Okay. Because I don't see any results. Any like, okay. you know what I mean? Let's say tangible. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, I have done everything. When, when everything was going good, I always had some external things helping me, whether it were legal okay. or illegal. The more deeper I go, the more confusion it creates in my head. The more confusion in my thoughts, the more confusion even in me when I want to go ahead and do something action-wise. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'll give you an example. Like when they say things happen for us, not against us. And maybe coincidences don't exist. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Something that you, you're you creating. Why did my friend come over here? How come he said like, bro, let me go ahead and help you, right? Maybe it's an opportunity that I need to go ahead and take. I'm going to go ahead and tell you something. Okay. There are two things that can still feel to this day that I wanted to do or that I said when I was a kid that are they were really put out there in the universe I don't know six something like that I always said that I wanted to be a priest and the other thing I w- always wanted to go against the law mm-hmm. always, always. <laughs> man like in 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 Tijuana there was a a weekly newspaper that always talked about the families and the drug business, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I used to have a 
closet full of those newspapers and I would study them to see how could I do it better. It's interesting you said priest because all I heard every time you said it was shaman. Isn't that weird? But I think it's probably the energy you have. I don't feel um, a man of the cloth off you. I feel more of a desert barefoot walking, <laughs> cactus picking, <laughs> moon looking kind of guy starting a bonfire. You know, like that's what I see when I see you. I do not see you being like, oh. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know something? This is a little bit of, of how hard I am with me. My way of thinking is how can I help people? when I cannot even help myself. You are literally at the cusp of, you can walk a path that will change lives because sometimes Alex, you can't heal yourself until you start helping other people see what you, you're you having a hard time seeing in yourself through others. Sometimes my biggest moments come from when someone calls me up and has a problem and I talk them through it. And then I get to introspect on that. And I'm like, I think I was giving myself advice. It's easier to give advice than to follow it. Mm -hmm. especially to yourself especially to (laughs) because what you're gonna say to you like the way i would talk to me if i was you versus the way i talk to you as you very different the last time we chatted when that subject matter came into this i felt like i was filtering because i didn't want to set you off i didn't want to challenge you so much that i was being hurtful to then push you further to that direction i'm not assuming i have any power in that but But I think I felt fearful around how to directly say what I'm feeling in the moment of fr- frustration with some of your plans. <laughs> I, so, I, I, I talking a little bit about that. I don't see it as like chicken in out. I just feel like leaving this body behind and going into another one to fight the battle with a new body. That's the way I see it. What's wrong with the body you got, man? Man, it's full of cuts already. And so? it, it, doesn't stop, it doesn't stop bleeding. Do you think that the uncut body is stronger than the body that has scars and built up new tissue, thicker tissue around itself? What body do you think is stronger, the infant or the old man? I don't know. Mm. But I would like to find out. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't. <laughs> Either or, of the two options that I have created for myself, I feel that I'm going into the mouth of the monster. And that's the only way I know how to. There's I, I cannot regulate that in between. Why? Because that's the personality that has been developed since I was born. And I understand that with a book that I read, Unbroken Brain. So instead of fighting it, I just have to go real deep into it. Because one of the things that I feel that I have been doing for a long time is running away. Okay. Let's agree that what I'm about to ask you is coming from a darker part of who I am, but also a fucking part of me that is just trying to make this make sense. Yep. Why go through all this fucking planning? Why? Like, if this is really what you want... Or is it not what you really want and you're making all these fucking plans because you're trying to buy time to find a reason not to? And if that's the case, then the answer should already be no. That's a that's a very good observation. Something that I have been thinking about a lot these couple of days. 
do I want to do it? Maybe it's a 60% no, 40% yes, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I asked for my ticket to Tijuana. Mm -hmm. Why so much planning? The planning is just because of what my beliefs are. I believe there's an Alex that is not yet born. I believe that I've an Alex of 80 years old and so on and so on, right? I believe that death has always been a celebration until these recent times where it's more of a loss and more of an ego type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that planning is to take the next, the next step according to my belief. Okay. Going back to the multiverse for a second. I know that's, yep. not, that's not kind of whatever, but... Do you think that the multiverse happens in tandem or do you think it's happening simultaneously? Simultaneously. So then you would believe that you doing something now would cause a ripple to all. Mm. But you somehow believe. I know okay. where you're going with this. <laughs> How can you trust that well, you're okay. not you're going to not fuck the other guys? Okay. Because I'd rather go and save the younger ones. That's your assumption that you're doing that. How do you know you're not stopping them from existing? Because it doesn't work that way in my belief. In your belief, because I was like, because you don't know. <laughs> ah, absolutely. Nobody knows. Nobody knows if there's past lives. Nobody knows if there's another universe. There are theories, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to... I understand some of what you're saying, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of what you say that just doesn't, it doesn't add up for me as a justification. It just, and it's not that you need to justify it. You're going to do what you want to do. So please know that yeah. I know that I'm not, but it just seems to me you're making it more romantic than it is because it seems like this peaceful, easy out. You're obsessing over it like you would an addiction. And you're trying to paint it like this perfect painting when the reality is you'll shit yourself, dude. You will piss yourself. You will shit yourself. You will probably puke on yourself. You will not be in a five-pointed star by the end of the game. You'll probably have water everywhere. You might even start a house fire. Like, nobody fucking knows. So, why, like... Why do, you, why, do you think, why do you think I'm doing that? Why? When you explain I, to I, me... Because I, I know why I'm doing it. So, let's see if you can call it out. Okay. Well, there's a couple of things that I have, the softening of how you plan to do it. That I get, no mess, no fuss, no blah. Plus, it preserves you. But the positioning and the water, that is weird. So I believe that you're using the water conductor energy. I believe you're taking that position where you're probably touching north, south, east, and west. I, I, I understand a lot of the elements of it, but what I don't understand is why your head played it out in a pentagram. I don't love that. I'm not going to lie to you. A little bit satanic. The fact that that's what the voices say to you was one of the things that prompted me to ask you if you think something else is living with you. I'm not I'm not joking. The water part I see, that seems almost like pure because everything is source, right? It's either soil or water, right? Water evaporates, goes into the ether. You have a full cycle. So uh, that's my seeing. I don't know if I'm right with that. But the visions and the plans that you've been sent I don't know if those are your romantic versions or if these are things you're hearing inside of you. And if they're things you're hearing inside of you, I don't think they're genuine. Okay. 
I, I'm doing it as romantic as possible because I'm scared. That's that's the only reason. Do I know that I I feel that I am being tricked? Possibly. Mm -hmm. Why? Because how I dreamed, dreaming of the devil, because I always felt like an energy source, but for the wrong side. So I definitely know that that it's it's that element of being tricked yeah that way i kind of see it it's they need me to suffer in order to be a power source for them for the negative energy okay how do you know that you don't endure that and somehow by it processing through you you transmute it into something better for others what if you're that okay. bridge okay Th this is why tijuana is an option. Okay. Why? Because I'm not having any fun. That's you fair. know what I mean? There's yeah. no there's no excitement mm -hmm. in my life. There's no let's say happiness is let's just leave it for something else, right? But mm -hmm. there's no there's no excitement. There's my life is although I, I do a lot of things, it's like lifeless. You know what I mean? I want I want the nice place, cash flow, power. Those kind of things that maybe always told us it was bad when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they tell us if they're not important, mm -hmm. they're important to me. And because I have been running away from them, I have put myself in situations where I don't care about my life. So that's why I believe that if I go to Tijuana, I'm just going to go right into the monster's mouth not only in that way but in also facing my father so that's why Tijuana is also important face him how I don't know yet but like I mean face to face right okay so again I want to ask you something a little brash why does it matter if he knows how you feel okay I have tried both things not giving a fuck and I have tried opening the door and being that caring person. And being in between just fucks me up. So I don't know if this is something that 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 you thought about or maybe has come across. But I have realized and I'm leaving the path of my parents. Hmm. And Going to Tijuana, getting that power, getting that money, getting those material things, it's a it's a way of breaking it. Because they they have always been against it. Okay. Rewind. Your parents created all the shit in their life. But the shit you deal with, that is yours, you created that. And I don't know how oh. much accountability you can ask your dad to take for that. Okay. He won't take any. That's for sure. Because my dad was raised to be a macho instead of a man. Got it. It's not about what can I say. It's maybe just looking him in the eye. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That That's to set that apart. Maybe holding him accountable and just saying, listen, this is the role you played. Exactly. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. At the end of the day, we're half and half, right? Mm -hmm. And although I lived with my whole family, I have 
great examples of success and, and like happy marriages and everything, mm-hmm. I still have deep in me the roots or the behaviors of my yeah. parents. So yeah. do you believe that heaven and hell exist? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me see if I find it real fast. No problem. While you're looking, I will yep. say that I believe it exists in it here. Both exist here. And these are states of mind. 100%. I think 100%. your mind your mind can be a prison or it can be a garden of Eden. So here it goes. They say that true hell is when the person you are meets the person you could have been. Ooh. Dude. True hell is when the person you are meets the person you could have been. I could take that in two ways, though. Immediately. I, I, don't, I don't understand that, to be honest. I don't. I, I mean, I know it's extremely powerful, mm-hmm. but I don't know. So I wanted to ask you. Okay. I see this in two ways. The That hell would be this idea of, I don't know, should have worked out sooner. Should have, you know, taken that job. Should have got on that bus. Quick story. <laughs> When I was really young, I was hanging out with these dudes that rode motorcycles. Good dudes. A couple of my girlfriends and I, we were all friends with them. They all drove these R6s. Okay, so it's a street bike. And obviously, I was very young. I think I was like 14, 15. But uh, one day, I get a call from my buddy, Dale, and he's like, yo, man, I'm coming out your way. I'll pick you up. We'll go for a cruise and yada, yada, yada. Later that day, I find out that Daryl got into an accident. And the guy that was his passenger lost his fucking leg. And I felt like the universe stepped in there. But I also look back and I'm thinking, is that hell? Is that hell being able to look back at me like that could have been you? Was that the hell that I avoided? Maybe. Am I living in hell right now because I could be a lawyer? Am I living in hell because I could be an influencer who does fitness? Sure. But wouldn't I be in a bigger hell playing that game with myself constantly of what could have been? So the way I see hell on earth or hell in your mind or hell meeting what you're meeting is regret. That's what makes something hell. Regretting not giving yourself that freedom. So the only way you get out of your own personal hell is just by saying, fuck it, try it. Because your plan, with no offense, is fuck it, I tried it. Eh, I tried it. You did. But I don't know that you've fully authentically allowed some of these things. And I, and I stand by that. I really think that you've been given a message repeatedly in so many different places with the stop resisting that I feel like there's something in that for you that it makes me wonder if you create a hell for yourself and you don't know how to escape it. And this is one of the reasons you're conceding. Exactly. Okay. But you built it somehow, Alex. Somehow it got built. Yes. 100%. Built by me. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, extenuating circumstances happen to you. I'm not, of course, I'm yeah, not yeah. discrediting the places that build the mountains. But, but, but here's the thing: how mm-hmm. come I couldn't hold on to that? This is what I need to be, and nothing is gonna stop me. How come I couldn't be that racehorse that just was like tunnel vision, right? Mm-hmm. You know how there were people during the pandemic that just did what they were told, didn't question it, just, yep, you say no problem, you're not that, and that's why. 
You think for yourself, (laughs) in my opinion. I think there are very few of us, which is part of the reasons why I push so hard when we do talk about certain elements of this. Deep in me, and I've told you this before, sometimes I'm talking to someone and I just get this intuitive feeling to say or do something with them or for them. And with you, I feel like there's you're up against this wall that you think keeps going like this. It just keeps growing. Where in my mind, I'm like, you just keep putting layers of bricks. You're doing it. You're adding these fucking bricks. These bricks are not doing it to you, bro. But if you would just for one second, take a little chisel and just try to go through and just peek through that little hole between the bricks, I think you would find whatever the fuck it is that is what you need to keep you here. Yep. I I totally understand that. And you took on something that no one can prepare you for until you're in the shit of it and you're there. And do you let it drown you or do you fight your fucking ass off to get that life preserver and get out of the water? That's why I'm, that's why I asked for my ticket to Tijuana. Because that's the only way I know how to extreme to break down those walls or to escape this hell that I have built for myself. Okay. I mean, I don't I don't feel like you position yourself as a victim. I think that you victimize yourself in a way, but not you victimize yourself in a way that allows it to be okay to leave. It's like you victimize yourself so that it's okay that you're giving up. It's okay. It's not a big deal and it is. It is a big deal. You're you're belittling what it is that you're doing. You are minimizing it as if it's not. And I, I think you understand that it's permanent. But then this brings me to my next thought is like, what happens? You take these sleeping pills, you put the helium mask on. And all of a sudden you get that same moment of this is why you work out. This is why you fight. Like, get your one arm, bro. Start swimming. Like, what happens then, dude? I don't know. But do you know that? I was going to build like a little shrine with all those things that I needed just to every day remind myself that I'm just one thought away. It's again, it's that thin line, like that crossroads edge of the mountain that I, I'm accustomed to living. No speed limit. So obviously I, I, I thought of that. Mm-hmm. I thought about... If at the end I try to pull out, but it's too late and I suffer brain damage, what happens if mm-hmm. I become a, a vegetable and I'm oh. still alive? Ooh, right? yeah. What if in the search for God, he presents himself as me being a fucking vegetable and now living in that realm? You know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. these things have gone through I my didn't mind. even. That's actually something you yeah. definitely want to consider, man. For sure. That's why I asked for my ticket to Tijuana. That's why I am making it sound romantic because obviously there's the fear side of it. This is not me being a super macho trying to show that, oh, look at the big balls that I have, right? (laughs) Absolutely not. I'm scared. I'm scared to death. But if, if it's that scary, then how can it be the right thing? It's not being enough it's not being trusted if you can say that the fear of being rejected after i 
believe in something. If I wouldn't believe in it, I wouldn't care if you get rejected, right? It's like, for example, when that chick that you don't really care about rejects you, doesn't give a fuck. But what happens when the girl that you really like rejects you? It's different, right? Mm -hmm. So it's of that. Course. So it's all those feelings come into one. And how how does death solve? It doesn't solve that. That's running away. How are you facing okay. those things by dying? And one, I'm escaping them, right? I'm escaping that hell that I have built, that those feelings of insecurities. Mm -hmm. That's one. And I also thought about doing this. Is this the ultimate fuck you to everybody? It's There's a, a lot of things that have come across my mind. A lot of them, right? Who has put their happiness is your job on you? Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and and share something with you that I not only learned it at the clinic through the psychiatrist. Okay. My mom always used to say, "All that I want is for my son to be happy." Learning in the clinic that is one of the worst things that you can say to your kid because you're not giving them any direction. So putting that like type of burden on, on someone, it's very, it's very difficult to get out of it. So I have always been chasing happiness. That's a state you create, not a place you go. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's not an easy life because nobody wants an easy life. We want that excitement, that danger, that chaos. It's not about having that easy life. For me, having stability. And for me, mm -hmm. stability comes in a nice place, in power, in cash flow. That's how stability comes for me. Okay. Okay. Like survival. I, okay. On one hand, I'm hearing things that are necessary to keep you alive comfortably. On the other hand, I'm hearing materials that are absolutely fucking nothing. They're more yeah. symbols than they are um, things that will bring happiness, right? Okay. Exactly. Because I'm not, the ability for me is happiness. Okay. When I look at people like Joe Rogan, Tony Robbins, I seem to have this idea that, oh, wow, it must be so easy to be them. Look at all the cars, a nice house. Da -da. It's not though, right? You got more money, more problems. Like that saying actually comes with reality. Yep. Um, again, it's just feeling like running away from whatever I'm trying to run away. Right. Let's say you do the Tijuana thing, right? Do you have a plan yep. around that? Like three years, one year. Six. I know you said the word season, and I'm also not dumb, and I know you're not dumb. And in what universe does any well-performing business let go of their top people? The the expectation, if I go to Tijuana, mm -hmm. it's be so money-oriented mm -hmm. that within one year is to have one or two apartments in Tulum. Okay, so let's walk this out. Let's walk this plan out for a second then. I want to yeah. understand this full circle. Without so, going in too much into things, right? We don't need to talk about how it's getting the money, okay? Yeah. Let's avoid that part of it. But all right, you go, you do this work. Let's say in a year you own two condos in Tulum. So now you have passive income because you're paying a property manager to make sure it's booked up for you, correct? Correct. Then what? When is enough enough? Where's the number? I don't know. You need to have some limits here. Okay, Otherwise, okay. you're going to live and die there and not, not at your hand. 
here's the thing. I, I, I yeah, I understand more the question. Mm, half a million. Okay. A million. That would be a good number. You need to be a million in the bank, or a million in assets, or a million in bank plus assets. A million in assets plus cash. Okay. So let's say, unfold this plan for me in a way that says, hey, if I keep this path, I'm I'm ending my life. But if I take this path, here's my five-year plan. All right. Here's the plan. Okay. I'm going to go to Tijuana, work with my friends. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I'm going there as a real estate agent. So I'm going to go ahead and take all the contacts that I have here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go to Tijuana and be a real estate agent selling places here. Now, gotcha. in Tijuana, I've been, I went to the best schools in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people on the good side. And I also know a lot on the bad side. The idea is to accumulate as much money as possible from both sides. Okay. Okay. So you're not going to be relying solely on the connection. Okay. Not I like that. I like that you've diversified a little bit, although it'd be great to just uh, be their real estate agent and not part of their uh, salary system. Part you know of how- me says I have to go and live mm-hmm. what I always wanted to do. It's it's nothing brings me joy, right? So again, it's just me looking for maybe a way out as soon as something doesn't go my way. It's a vicious circle that I'm creating for myself. Another interruption, I could do real estate here and I can start from the bottom, but I live in a crappy place. I live pretty far out. It's not a that. crappy place, but it's, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not what what keeps me in playa. So this situation came about, the Tijuana situation. So I said, you know something? Maybe it's time for me to really go into that material mm-hmm. journey, right? And have that stability that that type of cash flow offers instead of suffering every time I come to my place, right? Or or over there, I'm going to be living in a high-end place, brand new cars, big screens, the life. Uh, <laughs> the life of what, dude? These are just fucking things. This isn't going to, this TV won't turn on and be like, hey, I, Alex, you're a source of God and we love you. The TV will not do that. The nice car will not do that. The people who see you driving the nice car will not do that. So I'm not. It, it's. Go ahead. No, it, it's it's what represents. <laughs> okay. And what for me brings me stability because that's how I, I was raised. And when my granddad died and everything was lost i was able to compare right and then again i went to canada and i started to have all those things i had my own place i had material things that happen when you work hard right Mm -hmm. and then i lost it 
And I truly believe that I have to go and find what brings me comfort or stability in this case. And I cannot fight it anymore. Material things bring me comfort and stability. Okay. That's fair. I mean, dude, there are people that can't eat and without that money, they can't eat. So I, I do see that. And also I understand the principles of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I think that many of your needs are consistently in the air and that's uh, terrifying for anybody, uh, whether that that's the security of your home. I, I understand food, water. These are very necessity things, hundred percent how big that home is, how much of that water, whatever that food looks like, doesn't matter, really. But there is a certain level. But I just, I worry we'll find ourselves in six months having this conversation because these things are void of feeling. They're just symbols that represent an idea of a feeling. But that feeling is still something you're 100 fucking percent accountable to making happen for yourself within yourself that is not going to be maybe maybe the glue on the outside of you is more put together at that time so you're able to do the work a little better but ultimately this does not fill up this it never fucking will maybe in your mind for a second but you know what you're satisfying is your fucking ego which by the way in latin ego yeah ego i or i is ego and that's the thing maybe Okay, going a little bit higher. In higher dimensions, there's no bad or good. There's no evil. Or there's no good. It right? just is. It's just is, exactly. Yeah. Here yeah. in this plane is what we call something good, bad. We have laws. We have rules, stuff like that. So I'm at the point where I was, let's say, drilled by my parents. Of money is not important. Da, 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 material things are not important. But on the other side, I lived how important they are and how much comfort and how much stability can they mm -hmm. bring you. Mm -hmm. So I'm at the point where I'm willing to go all in mm -hmm. in that search for material things because I have been in that search of trying to live without them. Okay, I'll give you that. So I, I definitely understand about, because everybody says it, right? Oh, yeah, like material things, they, it's just to cover a void. Fuck yeah. I want to cover that void. Why? Because that void without them is just getting bigger and bigger. Okay, let's say you go. Let's say you do the thing. You do the damn thing, the big money thing. Yep. Okay? And then you do the other yep. thing that's the legitimate version of big money, utilizing the network around you, which at least I don't know. I'm taking comfort in the idea that you're not just looking at it like I'm going to do this as my only thing, but actually I'm going to take it not take advantage negatively, but utilize the network I'll have available to me to see what else I can do and expand and grow in a way that benefits them yep. and me. So it's an exchange as opposed to a take, which is important for debt. Exactly. exactly. I, like, I don't yep. know where your beliefs are on karma, but being that when I changed the way I behave, less people started fucking up my life. I do believe there's a certain amount of intention honesty and integrity that you have to bring to your life. Otherwise, shit will keep fucking you over. It just is. But okay, so you go do this. Okay, you make your money. Yep. You spend this year. And then what? So is this like a retirement plan? You do this forever? 
Uh, you do it for three years, you get the assets, and then you quit or you open up clinic, like a retreat. I don't remember what a it is. Is it drugs? Center. Okay. I'm like, was yeah. it drugs? <laughs> it's a retreat center. Okay. The idea is to open it with having a little bit of money. Okay. Right? You don't want to let it go. No, absolutely not. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate you saying that, though, because it, it definitely gives me some perspective on where your brain goes. But weirdly, even though you said you were playing the victim card, our last conversation, it still felt like there was a an energy there that was really good. So it was so weird to walk away from a conversation about life and death and not feel like you're carrying a rain cloud over your head, you know? Yeah. Maybe not for you, but for people who give a fuck about you. It's a rain cloud. It's a what if cloud. For sure. You're not taking the guilt on of that. I'm just expressing because there's two sides to this, right? Like yeah. you're where you are, but someone's receiving that. And in this case, that would be me. And so I have to navigate no, that. Right now, I feel amazing. I feel like a lot of mental clarity. I feel energy in my body. I, I did my morning routine, so I feel great. I think it's the potential of something. I think that's that's helping probably is that energy of possibility is before you for the first time again in a while, because maybe the other possibilities were so high up the mountain that in order to even get to them as realistic, it wasn't going to be quick, whereas this is now, give or take. Exactly. But I think yeah. you do have a good plan. One I really want to acknowledge, which is to invest and create passive income, because that's what all the smart people do, right? They get a bit of money. They fucking put it somewhere else. They don't sit with it. They don't waste it. They don't party with it. They fucking set themselves up for tomorrow. And if that truly is the plan you stick to and not a lifestyle you get fucked over by because it's very easy to get sucked into that world, then I think you will do well. But I don't know the the risk over the reward for you. The risk is living the way that I'm living. And that's I'm willing to risk my life for it. Well, what can one say? Do you believe that the things that you've encountered were preparing you to try this life, this other life, this life that you've somehow narrowly avoided over and over and over again, even though you were born there and all your friends are a part of that? And what do you think? Imagine, imagine how much I embraced it or how much I lived it that everybody in my family knew that's what I wanted to be when I was a teenager and they avoided it as much as possible okay either or yeah let's stay to the Tijuana thing okay I like that I mean going if... to Tijuana. okay okay how how long have you known this person you don't have to give me any inappropriate details um but just oh 20 20 years life in his hands you trust him 100%. Even though he flies off the handle, runs over people with cars, and is extremely deeply involved in some very scary, violent environments? 100%. Is his family still alive? Yep. Okay. Does he have a wife? Uh, girlfriend. Uh, I mean, ex. They were okay, together, okay, okay, separated. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So, like, him living his life over here, it's not, he's not directly int intentionally hurting no. that okay oh no he's not cheating or anything or lying or anything like that 
Well, that's that's important because the character you're going to spend a lot of time with rubs off on you. And I'm sure you know that you are the sum of the five people you spend time with. Yep. And and talking to that. OK, how can I say it? I have distanced myself so much from the people that I know here Yep. that I'm tr truly alone. So I need to go back. One of the things about going to Tijuana is surrounding me again with a crew of people. Because to be honest here, I'm alone. All because of me, right? Mm -hmm, Not because mm -hmm. of something else. So it's so important to have a, a crew around you. I agree with you. Exactly that. Do you believe, this is still actually, this question's valid. Why do you believe it was easy to love your aunts and uncles, but not your mom and dad? Do you think it was the expectations you gave your mom and dad or that you now have of them or? Um, that's a pretty, that's a very good question. The only thing that I can think about right now, and it's probably the, the one, is because my aunts and uncles gave me something to look up to them for. Okay, so your your parents did not meet your expectations of of the example that you believe they should have been. Maybe I was too young to have expectations, but let's start with the, their behavior. Yeah, the way they interacted with it between them just made me lose that connection, right? Or maybe the chaos that they were creating before I was even born to the chaos they created when I was born. My aunts and uncles gave me that escape, I guess. The stability. Stability, yeah. Mm, okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think that's a connection there for sure. What does love look like to you? How do you know what love is? Like what? what is love? I don't know what love is. Yeah. Being maybe being present at the moment. Yeah, that that would be feeling love for me. Being present at the moment. Feeling present. Okay. Okay. And sorry, I just want to word this properly. Okay. So you define love as being in the present moment. Yeah. So what does giving love look like to you? Wow. Uh, I don't know if I have ever given love. Mm. including yourself yeah, definitely including myself okay yeah so if i could never love myself how could i love somebody else but you've been in other relationships what do you think why do you think you didn't have love there for them because because i never saw the example of love between my parents but you're gonna say that so let's say i, I don't know your laundry list of ex-girlfriends but let's say the Costa Rica girl, yeah. like, let's say she loved you and she showed up and she showed you love that would you know how to receive that and give it back? No, I didn't. I didn't know how to receive it. So would and you say I that blame the drugs? Do you think you've sabotaged relationships that could have resulted in love? 100%. So do you think, like, I know I asked you what the purpose of life is. Do you believe that you have a purpose? You as a soul? Uh, I'm living the purpose. The purpose is to create energy. We are a source, source of energy as humans. Mm. Okay. And I know I asked you last time, 
what if doing that to this Alex this time, let's say exiting, how do you know you're not fucking up the next one? So I felt like that was a really important question because like, what if you're just on a loop and you need to break the loop and the loop is exiting sooner than you should and not fucking dealing with it? That's my concern that you're in an endless fucking loop. Yep. And, and that worries me. And that's one of the reasons why I think I've pushed back so much on your beliefs, not just because things, but they're more so that you ask the right questions for you. You know what and, I mean? And, and here's the thing. Oh, exactly that at the end. And I think we mentioned this. We're, we're mirrors, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe at the end of this, all the bullshit is going to come out. <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. maybe somebody... Or myself, you being the mirror that is presenting itself at the moment is going to call my bullshit out. Mm-hmm. I definitely <laughs> gave myself a pep talk this morning to not be so... Uh, because you used the word suicide, I felt like I had to be very careful in being Nina. Because I'm very, yeah. not vicious, but like eh, I'm pretty fucking blunt. You know what I mean? Very black and white. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. This particular conversation I appreciate because I don't feel like I'm restraining myself as much because there's been a few things. You shouldn't. I know, but, you know, if you don't know the temperature someone's on, you also don't want to help boil over their pot, you know, respectfully and you, also. You, that, that, won't, that won't happen. That I can, I, I can assure you that I won't happen. I appreciate that. Do you believe that you're done talking to like trained professionals? Like there's nothing really they can offer you anymore just to maybe find other alternatives or tools or ways. And I'm not talking about going to a center where you're in the bubble because real life doesn't happen in that bubble. Right. And real life has to be factored into your healing journey. Otherwise you are like, you're not prepared for real life. Okay. Maybe talking to you is going to (laughs) help. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a professional okay so mm, I know you re-reached this point but when you were in Akamal and you fought yep. did you regret fighting to live after in the aftermath right now 100% right now yeah okay <laughs> The at that moment I was just so scared that I couldn't even wrap my head around what happened in the sense of how powerful my mind was because Mm -hmm. that voice clearly said this is what you asked for everybody's gonna think this is an accident and how that mental confusion right of hearing those voices of seeing the the bottom of, of the ocean so beautiful so peaceful right and that beautiful voice just telling me to to stop struggling so it was too much, too much. Probably it took me years to really realize and to and give an honest answer on, I wish I would have stopped struggling. So right. since the day you survived that, there's nothing that's happened in your life that you believe has brought you a deeper understanding of yourself or the world around you that makes it worth staying? Actually, it did the total opposite. It opened such a door kind of like a not a trap door but i made it a trap door whether i went in and it just has no bottom 
Sounds like your toad experience. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's Definitely. the door you went down into by the end. I don't know about it, man. That toad is intense. I don't doubt yeah. it, dude. I yeah. I really don't. It do, I will say I deeply do feel, again, same with the mountain lady, the intuition of me tells me that you have not truly shown up raw, ready. Ready is the wrong word. Raw and vulnerable to those experiences. Truly. Okay. So imagine that I went and did the two most powerful psychedelics that are known to mankind in order to break that. Mm -hmm. So if I couldn't break them and the most two powerful psychedelics that are known to mankind, mm -hmm. what else is going to go ahead and make me feel that way or show my true or nobility? Okay. Weird comparison. Uh, I was at a bar in Toronto. Yeah took a party bus with a bunch of friends from Cambridge, people I wasn't that close to except for one out of 30 people and it was their birthday. So they were the focal point of the night. Okay. We're at this crazy club called Circa. So we're there and I'm drinking heavily because yeah. I'm uncomfortable. So I'm trying to be socially comfortable. So that's what happens to me. I drink. Then I go to the bar and I buy myself a drink and this girl that I buddied up to for the day who wasn't an ally or someone who cared about me because women should all know this. And I do say this literally do not ever fucking go out without your friends that care about you to make sure you're okay. I started to feel weird on the dance floor. Weird. And I'm like, this, this isn't right. This isn't right. Something started going red flag, red flag. And I fucking went down to the hall, got in the bathroom, locked myself in the stall. Next thing I know, it's 4.30 in the morning and security is dragging me out, telling me I have to leave. I've been gone since midnight. Yes, my friends tried to find me because they have a head count for the bus. But ultimately, I ended up having to get someone to come to Toronto to come get me. But the point is, is... Even though I was in a complete state of, I shouldn't have been able to think for myself. I shouldn't have been able to stay alive. But something in me did that. Something in me kept me safe and moved me into the place I needed to be because whatever maybe would have happened otherwise was much worse. And so with that being my comparison here, it's very possible that your reptilian brain overrides the effects of some of these psychedelics in the survival capacity because deep down whatever you've blocked or buried or you, you you're not ready for is fucking fighting so it's, hard imagine that yes imagine of course that has come across my head of course that's why i have tried those powerful psychedelics to break whatever is inside me that mm -hmm. barrier that i have created but part of you even if you go yeah. into that, I still feel, and, and I, I don't know because I haven't done these things. The only thing I can really, I've done LSD twice, but yeah. I think about how if we have that, this thing, this fire, this lion, it's very easy to recognize that your thoughts control reality. So no matter how fucked up you are, you can turn that on and take control anytime. Snap back. You're here. It's the same with mushrooms. You're going down a dark hole. All you have to be like, it's, I don't want to. And you're not. That's it. You just you're here. If you want to dwell and feel sorry for yourself, you can. You can live here for the rest of your mushroom trip. Or you can be like, fuck that. Changing this song. Moving on. And it's that's life really in a nutshell with the psychedelic experience. And so. Yes, I understand that you haven't been forced into an unlocked position, but have you ever shown up ready to deal with that? Like ready to let that go? Why did you bring distraction? Uh, Why do you always bring a friend? It, it, was, it, it wasn't a distraction. It was uh -huh, something to keep me present. 
Okay. You know what I mean? Something yep. to, to make sure. That's why when I took the second cup, that was it. You know what I mean? I, immediately, the medicine telling me, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Forget about your, 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 your tricks to avoid what's coming, right? Right. Recent one, why I brought friends, uh, well, definitely to feel safer. That's for sure. Of course. And to have the sense of responsibility. But maybe that's what's to, stopping it. Uh, maybe, but they're still pretty strong. It's a sense of being a companion for somebody. Plus, it's, it's pretty cool to have that something in common, right? That The shared experience. I guess what I keep trying to advocate is for like a fair, full shot. I feel like you're one pinky toe out of it. Like you're not all the way in on each effort. And maybe that sounds dickish. And maybe I'm making assumptions about you. But I just think that like you can't tell me or yourself that you've given it all you got or you've tried everything if you still got half a fucking fingernail out the door, even one hair out the door. Okay, I, I know that. And this is not obviously it, you have an excellent argument, excellent one. But when you try them, then we can go ahead and, and talk about this. I figured. <laughs> because there's no way to control it. There's no, it is impossible to control it. You can't. I want to be careful here. I, I think you can have fucking walls, dude, and, and ping it. Look, I have huge, huge walls. That's why I'm trying to, to break them apart because deep, deep inside me, I know what's there. Yeah. And it's a fucking potential, like. I know. Like. Uh, it's lion shit. <laughs> like second to none. Second I know. To none. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so imagine, how can I say, it? the amount of battle wounds or the amount of pain or the amount of, not, not stress, but sadness when I'm walking through those roads and just mm -hmm. hit a wall. And, right. and try to do my best, and then boom, again, hit a wall. And then, man, things are growing, going great, and then and boom, hit a wall. Mm -hmm. So it's it's tiring, it's sad, it's it's creating battle wounds that just keep bleeding and bleeding. I get that. I, I can understand where you're coming from, and I can empathize with that, honestly. I, yeah. I do... The feeling of defeat is a cocksucker. And if you don't feel like you can get out from defeat, it is uh, probably one of the heaviest things that you can have weighing on you consistently. So I do give you credence and credit for that. Um, the only reason, even though I don't have the experience, and even though I am advocating for the one I do have experience with, because then I feel like we can really talk. Um, yeah. and, I, and I do. I 100% I appreciate that you made that a point because... It is true. I have not done these things. The only thing I can say about them is that from the few things I have researched and the experiences you've relayed back to me, I feel like you've gotten really good takeaways out of it. I just don't know that you learn the lessons, but you didn't embody the lessons. There's some disconnection between these experiences and what they should have brought and instead what they're bringing. And 100%. It's okay. Doing ayahuasca or, or doing the toad or going to the clinic or they're all in the same ship, right? Mm -hmm. So where is that disconnect from chip 
to ship. Why I cannot jump ships? Why do I keep falling in between those ships? Why can I not take that knowledge that is being given to me mm -hmm. in in practice and apply it in the real life? And that's what's frustrating. I used to even even uh, bringing it back to something as simple as like exercise. I understand that. Like, you know it, you know how good it feels. Exactly. And then still you stop for a while. A hundred percent. So. You know how you found the monster with the thousand heads when you were journaling and like that became a thing. And I know that forgiveness is yep. supposed to be the weapon. And then you mentioned something about walking into the mouth of the monster if you do the Tijuana thing. And do you believe that walking into yep. the mouth is going to let you walk down to the heart and stab it from the inside? Like what's the thought process of how this applies to the Maybe. monster? Maybe. Okay. Because one of the things that, that I'm going to be doing is facing my father. Okay. That's one of the things. And the other one is stop resisting. Stop resisting what I like, what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You remember how forgiveness was something? Why? Forgiveness was something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You said the weapon was forgiveness, right? And now I understand yeah. you want to talk to your dad. And I, I get all of oh, that. Or not even talk to him just face him okay part of that starting for forgiveness you said starts with you and i'm just i really something that keeps sticking to me is what won't you forgive yourself for if i go really go like deep i need to forgive myself to really know inside me that no matter what i did i wasn't able to I wasn't going to stop the violence that was happening around me. Okay, so you need to forgive yourself for not being able to control other people? I need to forgive myself knowing that I was too small and that it wasn't about me. It was about them. Mm. So you, you think you blame yourself for things that were out of your control, like on a deep level? I blame myself for, for, for not even for not being able to stop it. That's pretty fucking mean to do to yourself, dude. That's, uh, I get it. But, uh, yeah. okay. So, specifically, you don't believe that it wasn't one event, it was a series of events that you had zero control over that somehow you've believed you were supposed to have control over or the ability to prevent and or stop. And you need to forgive yourself of that. And is that it? Then after that, what happens? Let's say you get there. I, I don't. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. But I, I, I hopefully, I hopefully something changes. Okay. Here's the thing, and and if if it doesn't change, that forgiveness of myself, then I'll be pursuing the material things. You know what I mean? And fuck it, back burner. I'll deal with it on my deathbed, like everybody else does. Hmm. I'm just trying to put this all together. You're mad at you for not being an adult when you were a child, not being able to prevent the reality of other adults' decisions, which deep down you know isn't your fault, and you recognize that, but you just need to disconnect the actual weight of feeling responsible. Exactly. Okay. Is that the only thing you want to forgive yourself for? That's a start. Okay. What else are you mad at yourself about? What's your laundry list look like? Mm 
I'm not, not nothing else. Why? Because I can go ahead and tell you a lot of things, but I mentioned on this talk that when I was a kid, I always used to say that I wanted to be a priest. And then on the other side, when I was a teenager, I just wanted to join the cartel. So it wasn't like, man, I'm mad, I'm mad at myself because I wanted to be an architect and it didn't happen, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm mad at myself because I didn't love this ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I do. I, I, I mean, <laughs> the difference is how often you dwell, really, right? Because we all have the things we should have, the road we could have, the person we oh, might have. Okay. Well, when, when it comes to, obviously, that, let's say something more superficial, not too deep. Obviously, I'm, I I punish myself for trying to walk bridges that already burned, like the two jobs that I mentioned that everything would have been different, right? Fuck it. Do you still believe you want to kill something inside of you? 100%. And you think it's the monster or it's a part of you or what? It's the barrier. It's that eggshell, that bubble. It's that monster, that inner dialogue. It's okay. whatever it's holding me back for, okay. from reaching that potential that I know I have. Do you, like, you know what gets me? You know what really fucking gets me? Because if I look at my own shit, just mine, I'm not including you. Yeah. Um, the only thing that stopped me was me anytime, every time. So I just wonder, do you know what lights you up? What lights, what feels good to me? Hmm. What what puts your flame higher? Adre ad adrenaline. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ad uh, that's. Uh, I mean. Why don't you be a I Mexican mean, cop, Something bro? realistic, obviously. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference I mean, between a cop and a cartel person? I I don't have to wear a uniform. Okay. <laughs> and I don't. I, I I I don't have to pretend that I'm good when I'm not. <laughs> oh fuck man i appreciate you for the honesty of that one <laughs> i know you're making a change of of direction yep. i know you have these two paths and i know now that when we last talked you were definitely exiting your tijuana plan a little bit more kind of leaning more into the other plan of exit if you had to leave a message if you knew going to tijuana would have the same result as your plan anyway because there is a small part of me that believes that maybe removing it from yep. your hands will just make it easier and less scary. I'm not going to pretend that that's not something that's rolling around in my head, that that possibility being there is almost in its own right satisfying to the thing that you think you want to do or feel you want to do. Yep. So if you had and were leaving and you had to leave a last message, what would that be? That whatever I went through was for something very specific. Interesting. No, it's yeah. Smart people solve problems. Mm -hmm. Wise people avoid them. Right. Do you believe that you would be avoiding choosing this path? Mm, okay. Again, rephrase that question. So, in going to Tijuana, do you believe that you're gonna avoid create? Like, what do you think waits for you in Tijuana other than money? Busy mind and. Yeah, chasing the money, but it's more than that. Okay. I see it more as chasing my stability and my comfort. Okay. So I wonder what it would take, what it will take for you to step back, detach, 
from what you know is you and to look at yourself objectively and every step you've taken and every step you've opted not to take and every wall you've hit, if there was a way around it that you weren't willing to look at. Like, it sounds to me like you've done a lot of time reflecting and taking inventory and trying to, you know, understand different parts of your life. But it's just like, there's still a part of me that, of course, easy for me to say, feels like there's endless options for you to try and endless ideas. And like, okay, Tijuana, have you considered trying another country? Okay, here's the thing. Again, I would be doing something that maybe I don't want to do. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So this part of what you're going to do speaks to you, speaks to a part of who you are and ignites something in you that says yes. Exactly. Okay. What can you say to that? I mean, dude, listen, you know the business you're thinking about. Of killing people? Trafficking them, selling them, raping them, hurting them, abusing them. No, no. That is all part of that business, Alex. Different. It definitely is, but not in the department I'll be in. Yeah, I'm not, departments. Listen, I don't think that's who you are. That's one part of what you're entering that is goes against everything inside of who I am as a person. The drug dealing, I don't give a fuck. People need what they need. Money, I don't yeah. give a fuck. None of, like, I honestly, I'm not against any of these things. I'm really not. But the violation of humans in their physical bodies for the sake of some, like, I have a very big, like, my whole heart right now is just like, please, Alex, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I really, it does not no, resonate no. with me. If you can, please be the most non-violent employee they have. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be. They're gonna have a picture of me on the wall. The employee of the month. Do anything hurt wrong. no one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the guy how who many brought... people? <laughs> days without hurting out. people and like. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, okay, like yes, that. actually, like, but like a man of God, not a man of you know priest. I'm going to have my testament with me. Is that the actual Bible? Uh, The New Testament. Apparently, reading these types of things morning and in the evening have like a fucking effect. You should. I read a couple of sentences earlier today. How'd they sit? Pretty good because I'll I'll read you the one that I read just out of nowhere. I think it was Matthew 7. Okay, it says, ask and will be given. To you seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open. That's what I read today out of thin air. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just gotta say this: I you can't you can't tell me the magic of the universe is lost on you when shit like that oh, happens. It's not. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna embrace it yeah and just push it to the limit <laughs> have you ever seen scarface of course push yeah, it to push, the limit. Yeah, that's <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay why do you think your friend other than just caring about your well-being which i think is honestly outside of how he's caring for your well-being is kind of awesome and i hope it's good intention through and through. Yep. What do you think it is about you that enticed him to say, hey, man, let's do this. Let's make some fucking money. He cares for me. Okay. Two of his girlfriends 
and one friend that we have that he was our boss when mm -hmm. I was back in 2000 told me the amount of love that he has for me. You're the brother he didn't get in life, huh? Yeah, probably. Well, I'm glad that some people will love you when you won't love you. Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty happy for it. That's why I, I can go back to things don't happen against us, happens for us. So he come, come in here with his boss, Top Dog. And yeah, so uh, after a couple of things, he knowing that I don't drink, that I don't do drugs, that and the amount of love that my body has for me, he told him, okay, man, bring him over. And my friend asked Jackson, he was very surprised. Is that not normally how they recruit? Uh, no. Because what, you're a man already? Like you're an adult, so they don't like to recruit already adults or what? Uh, why? Because it, it's a 24-hour a day business, right? Mm -hmm. it, seven day a week type of business so somebody that doesn't drink somebody that doesn't do drugs means that they're they're ready mm -hmm. present you know what mm -hmm. i mean that in in that business you don't have to be careful you have to be competent and staying away from drugs from from alcohol can make you a little bit more competent absolutely absolutely you don't think being around all that like i know you're around it for that week None? You weren't like, you know what? I could use that fucking line. Or... No. It happened It happened in the yacht. Uh, we rented a yacht. Obviously, we took like champagne and stuff like that, right? And it was a point when I was sitting in front of the boss, and he handed the champagne bottle to me, and he said, take a small drink. And I told him, if I go to Tijuana, the only thing that I'm going to ask is that you respect that I don't drink and automatically stand in my hand and say, let's do business. Wow. So, okay, yeah. cool. You weren't intimidated into uh, giving in on your morals there. Fuck no. It uh, gives me some hope for you surviving this plan of yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just really fucking interesting parallels you're running down here, man. Man, it's it, how I live borderline. Mm -hmm. Man, I wish I knew something. I wish I knew something different. I wish I knew I in between. I wish I was a racehorse, but I'm not. Maybe this will give you a little bit of that ability to build the blinders, financially speaking. I mean, why not yeah. think positive, right? Like, I'd, I'd like to hope oh, for a, oh, a for great sure. outcome for you where not only does this build into your future, but it ends up giving you a little bit more freedom in a way that you didn't think was possible that then helps you focus on yourself differently. Then you maybe meet more people, which expands your ability for love. And then you find that like. Cool. I like that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I guess first started talking about all this, I really wanted some sort of uplifting and positive message for anyone struggling with the idea of killing themselves. Because like I said to you before in Canada, they just started a program where they're euthanizing people. And while it's, on one hand, it's it's great for those really suffering and, and ready to go. It's also very scary because a lot of homeless people who have just given up hope and don't want to try. And there's a lot of people applying from that perspective. You know what I mean? And so what worried me about sharing this conversation online was 
because in a lot of ways, you talk about it as beautifully as you would falling in love or getting married. And it's a little freaky for most people, I think, to digest that you can romanticize death. And while I understand the cultures that celebrate death, I ultimately do not think it's a romantic thing at all. And while it might be surreal, I think it's a, it's a severe outcome. And I do wonder if you were thrown into the ocean today, if you would struggle or not. And you can't answer that. You can tell me what you think you'd do, but you don't know because you're not in it. No, for sure. Because it's, it's again, going back to why I make it romantic, because I'm scared. One half, of course, I'm scared. If you're scared, then how does it resonate as the right move? The, the sadness or how tired I am um, going around that vicious circle mm -hmm. makes me want to go ahead and do something like that. Okay. So, so this, this, this plan, it's, that's how it came about. It, it came about my body telling me, man, if you're not doing any drugs anymore and you still have these issues, let me help you, man. Come to Tijuana. Mm -hmm. Come work with me. Let me see if money can help you. And money helping in the way that gives you comfort, stability, and relieves pressure and alleviates the headaches. Then mm -hmm. I can focus on getting in contact with my ex-classmates and trying to sell them real estate. It's being there for, for my brother. Mm -hmm. It's facing my dad. So it's other things, you know what I mean? Not not truly submerge into into that type of business. It's funny, before I wanted to ask you if you felt hopeless, but hearing all this, I, I feel like this actually is the option. There's a lot yeah. there that might actually uncover and set you onto the right path and heal with the things that you haven't healed because you didn't face them head on. You dealt with them outside exactly. of them. Oh, this yep. is feeling better every time I get these realizations. <laughs> Yeah, that's why feels, that's feels why feels less like your funeral. <laughs> so that's yeah, great. yeah, that's that's why I mentioned like I'm going into the mouth of the monster. So when we started this conversation, do you think you were hopeless? Uh, I only had one option, and, and then my body showed up. The universe. Yeah, hmm? the universe. That's why I kind of mentioned maybe you believe in co coincidences, maybe you don't. But that, that trip with him, it was from one day to another. It wasn't, it wasn't planned at all. Yeah. Who knows what you're going to do with that? In my head, you're going to be the priest of the cartel. It's going to be okay. I'm excited to see what, what comes out of this for you. Just watch your fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your time. And, and let's see how it goes. This has been a surreal experience. I will say we have spoken since this last recording and he is doing really good. The voices are quiet for now. For how long? Well, we don't know. That's kind of the crux of life, right? It's unpredictable. I want to thank Alex for the countless hours of discussion, for showing up vulnerable and honest, and deciding to allow his story to have another chapter, one I am looking forward to reading or hearing. For everyone, Alex, those of you listening, 
You matter. You are loved, and you belong here. And if you are struggling, please don't hesitate to help yourself or those around you who maybe need it. I appreciate every single one of you and the magic that you bring to this world. Thank you for coming on this journey with us. So, with that, brighten the day today, my friends. Go be motherfucking sunshine on a cloudy day. Ha, ha, ha.